0: Well, the inspiration, it's about creating a business with a purpose, is what it was for me. The last startup I worked for didn't have a purpose. It was like we were taking rather than giving. And I just had this burning desire to create a company which was good for the planet and good for people. And that's where the inspiration came from.
1: Welcome to the Business Developer Podcast with Sujay a source of inspiration for business developers. By listening to this podcast, you may gain some ideas, inspirations or food for thought towards your own journey of developing your business successfully now or in the near future. Thanks to each one of you who liked the previous episode with Sukhdi Parora wherein we focused on people and culture, the bedrock for every business and also key reasons for success or failure. After all, business is all about people. It is by people, For people and with people. And where people exist, culture takes form and shape. In today's episode, we bring focus to creating business with purpose. Businesses need to look beyond only profit for the shareholders. But think about extended stakeholder base, which includes people and planet. To enable me in doing that, I'm excited to invite Adam Webb, founder of Lifelong, as the guest for today's episode. With his experience with multiple startups, Adam is presently on exciting and challenging journey of building a business with a purpose. We shall learn about that soon. So, without further ado, let us invite our guest, Adam Webb. Hello, Adam. Welcome to the Business Developer Podcast. Thanks for taking our time to join this episode. Thanks, Sujay, Super happy to be here and part of your podcast. It's my pleasure, Adam. So Adam, to give you a brief about this podcast, the objective of this podcast is to serve as a source of inspiration for business developers. So Adam, to get started, can you help our listeners learn about you by sharing the story of your life, Adam?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Probably a bit different than the most. I'm I'm British. I'm a father of two. I'm currently living in Stockholm for the past five years. I have a background in digital business, but I actually grew up in Brighton, to south of London, with my family, and then. The first part of my career, I actually worked for the British government as an overseas civil servant, and I spent most of my time in Paris, uh, which is a city I still love very much. And within that time, I always had like this burning desire to create my own business. And after quite a few years, I decided to leave, leave that life and start looking at creating my own company. And that kind of led me to move to London, where I went into sales and I spent a few years in like hard sales roles and finally ended up in Stockholm where I've been now well wow, so that's a quite an interesting journey if you can share how did you end up in Stockholm so most people call it a love refugee um, i suppose but i have two kids and it was a decision of do we spend time in paris a city i love which is quite hard to raise kids or do we stay in london where my family are or do we move to stockholm where my my ex partner's from and stockholm just seemed a much more simpler life for myself and the family.
1: That's cool. Thanks that you're here. Good for the city of Stockholm. Glad to be here. So what are you doing presently, Adam?
0: So presently, I run a company called Lifelong and we offer 100% plastic-free personal care products. So we are one of the first in, in the Nordics to do this and we offer shampoo, body wash and hand soap. Totally plastic-free. And the way it works is we deliver it to your door. So the products are the powder, which you mix with water at home. And the reason we went for this is because by taking out the water, we lower uh, transport emissions by 94%. But it also makes the product a lot lighter to ship. So we can ship the product as a letter. We can ship it through your door. And that's where we are up to at the moment. So the main purpose was basically to get rid of plastic, And the powder comes in a cellulose pouch, which is biodegradable and home compostable. And yeah, and it's about building a lifestyle brand, which is plastic free and giving people a better alternative to what's out there at the moment.
1: That's interesting. And that's smart, too. Thank you. And I think the world needs more of that. But what has been, if you can take us a little bit through the whys of it, what has been the inspiration that got you get started with Via Lifelong? And get into this journey.
0: Well, the inspiration—it's about creating a business with a purpose—is what it was for me. The last startup I worked for, where I learned most of my experience, was a fantastic startup. It had exponential growth. We sold globally. It was a really good experience. We built it from nothing to over like seven or eight hundred resellers globally. But it didn't have a purpose. It was a design product and it was like we were taking rather than giving. And I just had this burning desire to create a company which was good for the planet and good for people. And that's where the inspiration came from. But the actual idea came basically to me one morning when I was putting on deodorant and I thought to myself, am I gonna use this product for the rest of my life? This single use plastic every month, every two months, which I just throw away. you know." How many people are doing this? How many deodorants are being used in the world? Where are they going? They end up in landfill. They end up in the oceans. They break down to single-use plastic. This has to change. So the inspiration came from not having another alternative out there, basically, and the challenge to build something which nobody else has. That's really cool. And you spoke really important words, challenge to build
1: something. And what has that challenge been?
0: You know, when you an entrepreneur or you're a business developer you kind of go into this blind like ah oh, plastic free shampoo i can do that that's going to be easy there must be a solution so you kind of go into it blind but then you realize what a challenge that really is and you know we had quite a lot of ups and downs and you know we thought we found one product which worked and then it didn't so the the main challenge was actually finding a product that works in a plastic-free package, basically. And that took a lot of months to get to.
1: So did you had to engage into some like research or something? How did you then go ahead in this kind of a very innovative product building or actually creating a proof of your concept, a proof of your idea?
0: Well, we, we interviewed over 800 people. Initially, it was like a sort of market research to find out what products they're using, why they're using them, do they like the packaging it comes in, you know, would they be open to a plastic-free alternative, are they open to having refills sent to them, and what we found is like an overwhelming 90 to 95 percent of people don't like the single-use plastic packaging which, which it comes in, you know, and like 89 percent of them would be open to a refillable alternative, so it was clear that the market wanted it, but there wasn't anything out on the market which was supplying this demand. So, so that's where we really knew that there was an opportunity there to sort of build something great and, and make a change.
1: Yep, certainly. If you have listened to the podcast and many guests coming in, and I see there's a lot of uh, enthusiasm to try to get into our nature conscious decisions at an individual level at a macro level. And we need to bring all these aspects in your decision making, not just be profit oriented, but bring nature into the equation as a consumer and also as a producer. That was one of your inspirations and with the purpose that you
0: talked of. For me, it has to be profit with purpose. Yes. I mean, if it was all about profit, I wouldn't be launching a new product to market, which nobody's seen before and try to build up a consumer base. and you know really start from the bottom up i would try to launch something like my old company which is a design product which people will love if it is all about the profits but as i said it's about purpose for me and it's about profit and purpose if you can build a a sustainable company then that's fantastic and and we had to make sure that all of our products were plant-based good for you and good for the planet and that's key to the company of lifelong and where we are now basically
1: that's so nice of you that you're doing that. Now, if you can t- take us a little bit about this journey of developing this business, you talked about you're looking at Lifelong as a lifestyle brand, right? So if you can focus on that brand part of it, what steps you have done or you are doing in building up that brand of Lifelong?
0: The name Lifelong, you know, it describes what we're about. It's about offering products which are built for a lifetime. And we had to launch an MVP uh, with our products initially. and but what we're trying to do is, and that is all about testing the market, will people want plastic-free personal care products shipped to their door? And we found overwhelmingly that they're open to it and they do want it. So now it's about building the lifelong like, plastic-free lifestyle brand. So we don't want to just stop at personal care. We want to, the next one will be a cleaning care range. So we want to offer a 100% plastic-free cleaning care range. And then we'll offer an oral care range, such as toothbrush, toothpaste pods, and really give people an opportunity to take one product at a time, one step at a time, to lower their plastic consumption. So that's where we're up to at the moment. We're going to be launching a new cleaning range, hopefully in January next year, which is going to be exciting, and the oral care range three or four months later.
1: And then key part of the business is also about the team, right, Adam? From your individual idea and initial initiative, how have you formed up the team? What steps have you taken to bring in, excite others in part of your journey, excite them about the purpose of lifelong and they participated from their own individual motivation? So can you share a little bit about that, Adam?
0: Of course. And myself and my business partner, Chris, at the time, we were adamant that anybody who joins Lifelong, it wasn't about making money, it was about doing something good for the planet. And what we found is that there are so many people out there which have this same thought process, wanting to work for a company which has a purpose. It wasn't hard to find people who are really interested in the brand, who have good skills in digital marketing, who have in content creation and so forth. So Finding people who really believe in the brands, you know, really excelled our company, basically, because people weren't just doing it as a job. They were doing it to make a difference, which was super exciting. And for me, team is everything. If you don't have a good team, the company will fail. And I know that from past experience, from my past two startups, which both failed mainly because we didn't have the right team or the team wasn't working coherently, basically. So that's super important to have a great team um, who can work together, who trust each other, but mainly believe in the product and the brand itself.
1: Yeah, that's certainly key and you've validated it. And since we're talking about these things, what are the other key aspects you think a business developer should focus on to build up successful businesses with purpose? What other key important points a business developer should look at and be very much on top of it, if I can say? to see that their business, their initiatives become successful?
0: Well, for me, there's many key points, which I believe a business developer must have. And when you have a business partner, which I had in my last business partner, Chris, in Lifelong, he handled certain situations and certain parts of the business, I handled others. So unfortunately, myself and Chris, we've actually split up and Chris has left Lifelong, which is another story I can tell you about in a minute. But one of the main learnings I had from that is that you need to understand every single part of your business. So Chris, he handled the financials, making sure that products were profitable. And that was something which I just didn't look into. I was looking more at ideation, new product, product development. And when Chris decided to leave Life Long, you know, I was left with, oh, well, who's going to fill this gap? And it was like, do I bring on someone else? Do I do this? And then I just realized, I had to do this myself. I have to know every single part of my business. You know, how much money do we make on our hand soap? Is it profitable? What happens to the shipping cost? How can we get the shipping costs down? So, I mean, it's really important to, to kind of highlight that aspect and really understand your business as a whole. Otherwise, you're, you're going to run into real key problems, basically. You know, and like when it came to like, difficult situations, when After we got our first initial investment for lifelong, we thought we had a product which worked, which was liquids in cellulose pouches, but we didn't really have enough time to test. And what we soon realized was actually our product doesn't even work. The liquid is breaking down the cellulose far too quickly, which means we can't store the product in warehouses, which means we can't scale the company. And that was a massive problem. We basically had investment for a product which didn't really work and it took us months to find something which would work and that kind of led me on to like where my business partner at the time it was too much of a stress for him and that was at the time when he decided to leave lifelong and that was a real struggle for me because we'd been through such a journey together we managed to get the investment we had a great brand you know we there's a clear product in the market which people need we just need to find it we need to find the solution and when he left it was i wouldn't say a punch in the stomach but it was was difficult for me to take because i had to run the business on my own but it allowed me to it allowed me to make my own decisions much quicker and much faster you know than having to run run them through someone basically so even though it's hard at the time in retrospect, it is much better for the business because the business moves much faster, actually, with just myself making the decisions.
1: And then have you moved ahead and filled up, brought any other partner right now, or you are still managing it on your own?
0: Well, I have someone who came in to help for the past four or five months. She was an advisor to Lifelong, and she sort of filled Chris's boots, so to speak, for a while, which was great. At the moment, it's just myself running the business. I am looking for and open to bringing on a key person to run the company with me so that person has to have specific skills you know love the brand want to do something good for the planet but yes that is something i'm looking for at the moment is for a key person to come on and help me grow the company even bigger okay like i said team is everything yes and they need to be a great team fit which is is so important maybe
1: some of the listeners who are interested in it can contact adam later on you will be
0: open to such context, right, Adam? Absolutely. People can contact me on LinkedIn. They can find me quite easily, Adam Webb, Lifelong. Or they can contact me by email, adam at lifelong.eco. I'm very open to people contacting me.
1: That's very interesting, Adam. So what else have you thought about your business? Any other parts that you would like to share?
0: Well, as I said, I think there's only so much shampoo, body and hand soap. Um, it fits a certain market segment. of our consumers are female. And it's very hard to get men interested about plastic-free personal care, which is why I want to bring on, for example, an oral care kit, which will be a lifelong toothbrush, which you keep for a lifelong. And then we can just replace the toothbrush heads. And as I said, also the cleaning products, which will be hopefully in a water-soluble sachet, which you drop into a dispenser and you use. So, yeah, it's about building, building up the brand, building up the, the products and just giving people alternatives. But if you actually look at the lifelong brand and the name, it can be so much more than just cleaning products. It could be clothes. It could be there's, – there's so much you can grow into with that type of branding. It doesn't just have to stay to plastic-free products within your home we can we can grow that so much more and, and that's why I'd really love to work with someone to build the brand and build the product range and, and really see a vision for a much better future within lifelong basically I think
1: that's interesting and fascinating so adam as we come towards the closure of this discussion one question or one topic I'd like to bring up the topic of unlearning i feel that's a key aspect we all need to practice and not be bounded by the baggage of the past what's your thoughts about unlearning Adam and if you have gone through some unlearning experiences in the recent times
0: yes there are a couple the main one I learned which I slightly highlighted before was when my business partner Chris left and I had to I had to learn basically the financials of the company I know that sounds a bit crazy when your business develop and it's about making money and creating business But I was always dug my head in the sand in that, always expected someone else to do that part of the business. And I had to kind of unlearn that trait and really, really look under the hood of the the bonnet, basically. That was one part which I kind of had to unlearn in myself, is not to always stick my head in the sand on things which I find complex or difficult. You know, when you're looking at spreadsheets or margins. That's the part I had to unlearn, is digging my head in the sand. One of the main other unlearnings, which I feel really strongly about, my first company I launched in Paris, I launched with a really good friend. And the pressure of running a business, we we clearly weren't open and honest with each other. we had been friends since we were 11 years old, and we were 20, 25, 26. But the pressure from the business, running a business in a country where you didn't speak the language at the time was difficult. And we just weren't honest with each other about our, our feelings. And that's one thing I had to, you know, I had to unlearn is like, you really need to be open about your feeling business. Isn't just about one direction, making money. It's about understanding your business partners, your teams, you know, how they are feeling basically. And the company collapsed in Paris because we weren't honest, we weren't open, we didn't speak to each other about what was upsetting us. That was one of my biggest learnings, which, which I bring to all my other companies, is to be open and, you know, if you're upset, or if you're sad, or if you're annoyed, or if you question, talk about it. Because if you don't, it will just build up like a, like a volcano, and then when that explodes, you know, the business will collapse. So. You know, I had to kind of unlearn not to hide my internal feelings and, and to be much more open. And, and it's really, really helped me in my businesses and relationships with, you know, co-founders now. So, for example, my co-founder from LifeLong, who, who unfortunately left, we are still super good friends. And secretly, I would love him to come back and join LifeLong, but I don't think it's going to happen. But from my experience in Paris and having nearly lost a friend, Due to not being open, when it came to lifelong and the relationship didn't work out with my business partner now, there was no hard feelings because we were open, we talked. So that's, they, they are probably my two biggest unlearned, so to speak.
1: Yeah, good that you brought up, Adam, and I can appreciate and I can recognize that the second learning is very difficult and very important because as we grow up in many cultures and many things, you are taught not to express your feelings, right? Keep a control of yourself, keep a check, right? And many people grow up with that kind of a character trait imbibed within them that they should not speak up so much or express their emotions and feelings openly.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. And you know, I think it's so important to be able to speak up, say your ideas, be honest. I mean, that's, that's how you're going to build a good culture in a company. And you're going to build trust, honesty, openness. And that's how a company will thrive. You know, that's how a company will grow when you can trust people. So, yeah, really, really important.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot for sharing that. I'm sure that might be going through many of the business developers. And that needs to be certainly been taken care of in business.
0: Yeah, I mean, I actually studied digital business at Hyper Island, which is a great university, so to speak. They teach you; it's much more about, you know, culture and feelings. And we do every day. We do something called a check-in, where we ask people. It might be a set questions like, "How are you feeling today? If you were an animal to describe your feelings, what would that animal be?" And then it might be tell us something about yourself which nobody knows and this type of culture especially when you have new people come into your company it allows you to learn so much about them you know for example if someone had a really bad day traveling to work we don't know that so they might be super upset or angry or annoyed or they someone might have bumped into them or and we don't know that but if we give them the opportunity to tell us If they're a bit grumpy that day then we understand why and we can we can empathize more and so that's really important to be open and when it comes to more personal questions about what are you up to the weekend it allows you to dive into that person and their life and understand who they are do they have family you know do they like to grab a beer on the weekend what you know and that's really important to to build that team culture
1: yes And culture is the key part. And I believe this people and culture, if you get it right, your business will thrive and profit and everything else will follow in, right? But as you said, too, and more so if you're driving business with a purpose, that will give you a different level of satisfaction, not for individual as yourself, but also for the team that comes along and joins you in this initiative that's very good adam thanks a lot for this engaging discussion and i must say open discussion you've shared a lot of your experiences also shared a lot of the things that hasn't worked for you appreciate that and thank you for that so before you close do you have anything in your mind that you wanted to share
0: i mean as a business developer if there's people out there which are really trying to create a business it's you know it's really important you to have grit you know like self-belief, you have to believe in yourself because there's so many people out there. You know, if you come up with an idea and you're throwing ideas out to your friends, your family, there are always those people which say, won't work, that won't work, rubbish idea, don't do it. And you, you have to just ignore them. Majority of the time, the people which say this are people which will never create a business themselves. So even if you create a business and it doesn't work and it fails, that's great because you've experienced failure. And from that failure, you learn, and then you do your next one. So I would just say you need to get up. If you have an idea, create a prototype, launch the prototype, get people testing it. Maybe after three months, you don't like the idea, and you throw that one in the bin. But if you go through your whole life thinking, oh, I had that idea, but I never did it. I had the idea, but I never tried it. You're going to regret you know, at least test. So, yeah, I just want to say to anyone who, who enjoys making business but hasn't quite taken that next step, take the step. It's an amazing journey. A bit stressful at times, but that's all part of the learning. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what I would like to say.
1: Yeah, and that's very much critical. Idea is good, but you need to be on the road, right? The rubber needs to hit on the road. That's when the learnings comes in. It can be a success or failure. That is the next step. If it's a success, well and good, but even it's a failure, you draw
0: so much of a learning. But you need to be on the road, right, and get out and make it happen. Exactly. There's so many things out there which you can test quickly. There's so many softwares out there which allow you to test something super fast. But yeah, I really agree with everything you said as well.
1: Great, Adam. Thanks a lot for joining today in this episode of the podcast and sharing your views As you've already shared your contact details, I'll put it in the episode notes for the listeners to get in touch with you. And maybe you find some people who are interested after listening to your story and the purpose of Lifelong, they get excited and might contact you. So thank you for coming to this uh, podcast episode today, Adam.
0: No, thank you for having me, Sujay. It's been an absolute pleasure and uh, I look forward to following all your other podcasts.
1: Sure. Whatever a small bit I could help you or this podcast could help you with your business. Happy to do that. That's one of the goals and of the objective. That's why I've started this Business Developer Podcast. Thank you, Adam. You have a nice day ahead.
0: All right. Thanks, CJ. Take care. Bye-bye.
1: People, Planet and Profit was brought into focus by John Elkington. You know when? In 1994. That was 26 years back. It is even more relevant today However, it should not be considered just as an accounting framework. Building businesses with a purpose brings planet and people into the equation with equal or even more importance than profit. Hope this episode helps you to think about that, not just profit in your business. Do give me a high five if you like this episode. I would also love to hear your feedback and suggestions for improvement. You have multiple channels to do so. LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, or email me directly. My contact information is provided in the episode notes. That's it for now. See you again in the next episode of the Business Developer Podcast. Stay happy, healthy, curious to learn. And remember, build businesses with purpose. That's the way to go. Bye for now.